Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am Mike Fenn. I'm joined, as always, by Brad. I Hello. didn't ask how you're doing, but you can talk. I'm man. doing well. How are you, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your day been? Uh, it's good. It's very cold here in the, the state of Oklahoma. I'm not used. Well, I, it gets cold here, but this is like really cold. <laughs> That's so, cute. I, yeah, I know. I know. I talked to you about it earlier, <laughs> and then you start talking about how cold. I was like, okay, okay. I'm not trying Sorry. to compare coldness here, but for me, it's super cold. <laughs> it's well, it's all relative, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I get it though, because it's like when people talk about severe weather and tornadoes and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, we get those. You know, well, it's, it's like when I talk every week. It's like when I talk about heat during the summer, and, and people from Texas are like, "Shut up!" Mm-hmm. Like, All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Texas is like, I thought it was hot here in Oklahoma, but we went to Texas a few years ago for the New Japan show in the middle of July in Texas, and that was that was a whole nother beast, man. That was that was ridiculous. Like when it gets like too hot, like your brain sort of stops. Mm-hmm. You walk outside, you're like, "Uh, I yeah." It kind of feels like you get gets punched you're like oh fuck that's how the cold felt today i was walking in my car after work and i was like this is making my eyeballs hurt yeah that's uh that's amazing Mm -hmm. no it's it's you really are conditioned to certain things because what you what you said was like you you have like minus three Mm -hmm. uh ours was minus 12 feels like minus 22 Mm -hmm. and like and i was okay yeah, <laughs> based off what I'm wearing, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's so strange. Like if someone said like tomorrow's going to be minus three, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, <laughs> and me, I'm got three jackets on, a beanie, gloves. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you're like all oh, my faculties hurt." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it really, it's funny. Like if you, if you would, if you were to uh, ask me what minus three feels like in March or April, I'd be like too fucking cold. Mm -hmm. If you ask me what minus three feels like now, I'm just like summer. Mm -hmm. That feels like summer. Yeah. It's like here, um, like in springtime, it'll be like in the sixties. I don't know what that is in Canadian, but like when the fall, when that happens, everyone's bundled up. But in the springtime, when it gets warmed up a little bit, everyone's like, Oh, and they're like in shorts and stuff. It's funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's really weird. Whereas, mm-hmm. like in the fall, I'm so excited for the cold. Me too. Whereas the give me the exact same temperature in the spring, and I'm like, I hate my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the super cold right now. Like if it's Christmas time and it's this cold, I'm like, okay, it's Christmas time. I expect yeah. that. But now that it's over, I'm like, all right, I'm just ready for it. To oh no, up. winter has a small shelf life for me. Mm-hmm. It, it it gets a month tops yeah. from me. In the That's night. how um. summer is too like i by the fourth of july here i'm like okay i'm ready for the heat to go away now yeah anyways enough weather talk yeah welcome to the weather podcast weather rate podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh let's a little bit i mean not really oh actually some news just came out um wwe is not granting mustafa ali's release yeah i guess that happened in between this episode that he requested his release and they're not giving it to him, which is weird because they're letting tons of people go. They're also not using him. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thought he was Dude. on paternity leave, but he's come out and said that he only asked for like a couple of days off for that and then <laughs> wanted well, to come back. And he's just been 
posting all his training videos, which are incredible. He, whatever guy he uses to help him film his promos, like even when they would air on WWE, it was so different than what anyone else was doing there. It was like, wow, like, how are you not using this guy more? Like, they're all so good. They, I don't know. I feel like this is a sense of, this is just my feelings. This is almost, this one's kind of a sense of pride Mm -hmm. that they don't want to let him go because he's demanding it. So they're like, no, we're not going to. He needs to do what um, Tony Storm did and just quit showing up. Well, yeah, this this is a weird one because obviously he does. I feel like he's, that's the way this is going to go. He's going to force their hand at some point somebody's gonna have i don't know how much money you have to have is gonna have to get a lawyer (laughs) be like but i'm an independent contractor and i can just say no yeah like i can quit i can quit anyone can quit their job (laughs) so i quit sue me and what are they gonna do yeah i saw someone Online say you should just start stealing a bunch of stuff because <laughs> what are they gonna do fire him that's what he wants <laughs> i don't know it's weird like obviously i don't know the legal ins and outs of this and people probably would be doing that if it was that easy mm-hmm. but like the fuck did tony storm and uh jeff hardy do they just left yeah that's what i'm saying he should just done that he but and he... he may do that he doesn't seem happy no and he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know his age, but fuck. Get out. I think he's in his probably early 30s. It's... He's like... he He's incredible. He's somebody that... I don't know. He can... He can be a top, top star in a company. And it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. For sure. What the... Google. And like he had a shouting match with Vince. It's like it can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> like for you to get to that point, it had he's to have been 35. Bad. Yeah, he's not he's not young. He's got to get out now. Yeah. For sure. That's why I get we I always say this. Now that we've lost somebody like Brody Lee after he was essentially held captive <laughs> by them. Like it's not worth it. What's the point? Yeah. You're, Especially you're, if they're not going to use you at all. Like, just, yeah, just let him out. He doesn't want to be there. Fucking let him go. Like, what are you going to do? It seems like they don't want him there. He doesn't want to be there. I don't. It's just pettiness, is what it seems like to me. It is. It is. All right. So let's talk about. Oh, well, I will say the one thing. Um, Dynamite went over a million. So yay. Yeah, that's cool. Mox is a draw. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of it, Mox. Yeah, before we even get into it, just yeah. him being back, just it felt like, you know, something's been missing from the show, but you couldn't really put your finger on it, and it, it's box. And I'm sure I'll feel that same way too when Kenny comes back. It's like then everyone's back, and it's going to feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when he came out, it was just like this. This feels good. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. felt good. Yeah, and speaking and, of feeling good, I'm sure he feels amazing because he looked incredible. He looked 10 years younger. Yeah, when he came on the screen, I just exclaimed to my girlfriend who was sitting beside me just doing her own thing. I was like, oh my God, Kira, his face. I was like, his face. Yeah. I was like, look at his face. She's like, what? It's <laughs> like, it's like he's lost like 20 pounds just off his face. Yeah, it's nuts. It tells like, 
people I saw people posting the picture of his last dynamite in this one. I was like, whoa. Like he was super red. He's he's got color in his skin now and stuff. He looks great. Yeah, he uh his hairline came back. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> I, don't I don't know how that worked. Yeah, I, need, that I was... need to figure out what he did though, so I can do that. But <laughs> that is cool as hell. You've already you already don't drink, so I don't know what to do for you. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so but yeah, it's an awesome cool. comeback. Him coming out is awesome. Some fuckhead in the crowd tried to make it about him. Oh yeah, it was some. I listened to it, but it was like, "Get that piece of trash out of the trap ring" or something. Yeah, he called him a drunken piece of trash. Get that drunken piece of trash out of the ring. I listened to it with my headphones at work today, and uh, Moxley just on air. They didn't bleep it or anything. Just said, uh, "I don't even remember what he said." Oh, he said, uh, "Go fuck yourself." Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pointed at here. Go fuck yourself. Get that. He's like, get that guy the fuck out of here or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Piece of shit or something. And JR's like, Which well, is, Mox, he didn't change. <laughs> is what Mox said, or JR said. And he said, oh, he hasn't changed much. Same old Moxley, yeah. I think is <laughs> yeah. what he said, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Which but, obviously AEW's cool with it because they, they have put that promo unedited on their, um, their Facebook or their Twitter account too. So. Well, here's the thing. AEW and on their Twitter, they don't give a fuck. It's it's the networks that wouldn't That's like true. it if they didn't like it. Like AEW doesn't care if you swear, like in the on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's like, true. Yeah, because they're unrestricted podcasts. Uh, Aubrey and Tony Schiavone cuss up a storm on that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what what I loved was Jericho trying to do the GFY, yeah. and then. It- Mox and then Moxley says, go fuck yourself on the yeah. air, unedited, made Jericho's look all the more stupid. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a difference uh, trying to portray yourself as cool and edgy and just be cool and edgy. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Jericho's is is in a full midlife crisis right now. Yes. And they, there's a shirt of it now. I was going to wait to talk about this when we got to that segment, but there's a GFO oh, shirt. Fuck I'm like, that oh my shirt. God. Fuck <laughs> this, like, weird, like, it's like he's talking to, to a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he's an adult trying to be like edgy around like a little kid and yeah. he can't say what he really means it's like oh that stupid doo-doo meanie head yeah <laughs> pinhead <laughs> pencil head pinhead but, yeah it, if he's um, called someone his doo-doo meanie head though I'd, I'd probably get a reaction out of me i'd love that actually that'd be hilarious but only if like somebody like the best friend he basically that. did to lambert that one time yeah that's what true what did he call him true. like he called him like a Pencil headed dipshit, or yeah, he fat faced dipshit, or something like that. Yeah, it's like, stop it, stop, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. Nobody Anyways, cares. Let's get back to Mox because he just yes, Moxley was amazing. Yes, he talked about, um, he gave a heartfelt talk about uh, overcoming his demons. He talked about how uh, he was having this. I don't know if it was a recurring dream, but he had a dream where there was this black demon and he was telling him that he would fail and that he. Has, and that he doesn't deserve any of the things he has, and that. But then he woke up and he decided, "Nah, I'm I'm here to kick my demons' asses. Like mm-hmm. everyone has demons, and what I'm going to do is grab them by the balls and not let them get a hold of yeah. me." He said, "Everyone has scars, but the scars that really matter are the ones on the inside." And yeah, because like, yeah, he think, said, "I'm 
covered in scars, but the ones that really matter are the ones on the inside. It's like, damn, Box, you're, you're fucking hitting it, man. It's good. It's like, fucking, yes. <laughs> Especially during the pandemic. Like, everyone, yeah. like, fucking mental health is deteriorating at an astronomical rate mm-hmm. for across the world right now mm-hmm. because of the pandemic and because of lockdowns and because you can't see your family and because mm-hmm. of, like, all kinds of shit. We're all going through it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that the only thing he drinks now is the blood of his enemies. That's like that's fucking, the fucking yeah coolest thing in the world. Yeah, and he's doing now is blood. He's doing all of this while gyrating around like a mean fucking snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he still looks like a complete badass, mm-hmm. but now one who's like forty or fifty pounds lighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he looks incredible and like. I love just the whole crowd was like they cheer like they clap for the big parts of his speech, but they were just quiet, hanging just on every word. Silence mm-hmm. is amazing. He has mm-hmm. us all in the palm of his hand. And if you had asked me while the Shield was all in WWE, who would like to rank the Shield members? He'd be at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And. This is not that person. Like this is, he's a complete whole different entity. And in my opinion, has done more and is doing more than any of the other guys in the shield right now. Not to say that their talent and what they're doing isn't impressive or that it's not good, but like, this is so unique. There's no Mm -hmm. one else out there like Moxley. Yeah. Like it doesn't exist. No Mm -hmm. one's doing what he does. He is, he's doing, stone cold but like but real if that makes sense yeah it's like a stone cold type character but for 2022 yeah like it's like like you look back at stone cold and you see like okay this is written some of the stuff is written some of the stuff is kind of a caricature Mm -hmm. a little bit like he's playing a role whereas moxley doesn't look like he's playing a role he looks like he's just that's him let me pull up i got the quote my favorite quote from his speech last night, saved to my phone. I don't want to misquote it because it was so badass. What do you say? I don't run from my demons. I beat the shit out of them. Like that was just said that straight to the camera. That's so cool. And like, I heard him say that. I was like, I wish I could. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do that. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't today. <laughs> but maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. You win it's, today, uh... demons. Yeah, it's all about the little battles. And, yes. You know, it's just cool that he could talk about it too. Like that helps out a lot of people. Like all his no, fans it is. and it's, stuff. It's, it's awesome. He and Eddie, fucking hell. So good. So mm-hmm. awesome. It just yeah. makes, uh, yeah. It, and it also, after the past couple weeks that we had of AW and weird shit that people were saying or people were doing or people were tweeting. Or decisions that they were making like this is just a nice thing coming out mm-hmm. of aw and anybody who has a shred of goodwill would admit that mm-hmm. for sure so yes it just felt good and yes. speaking of ill will mjf <laughs> so <laughs> next the next segment is him in the back um he's with wardlow and he says that last week CM Punk took the easy way out. He uh, he got a cheap roll-up victory, but he says, honestly, 
if Wardlow had more experience and he was more prepared, <laughs> he wouldn't have let that happen. But he said, you know what? I understand that. He's like, he's like, I can't be mad at you. You've been a great friend. You've had my back. Um, I can't get mad at you for being beaten by a more experienced wrestler. However, you did put your hands on me. So I have to dock your pay. And when he says this, Wardlow behind him, <laughs> his the look that he was giving MJF, I thought that he could just cut his head clean off with the lasers. Yeah, like he was like his brow. So, like he was, he's going to murder this man. And did I... he? Oh, what were you saying? No, he said that he said that Spears was going to have the match tonight, and he's going to beat CM Punk. And did he say that? Uh, Spears is better than you, and you know it. Did he say that, or did I just make that? Uh, I don't know if he said that or not, but if he did, that'd be amazing. Like almost like aimed at Wardlow. I don't know if he mm-hmm. actually said, but he essentially said that Spears is going to show you Wardlow how this is done, and yeah. it, did, it did not go the way that MJF thought it would. <laughs> no, but I am all. F- I cannot wait until Wardlow destroys. MJF. Here's how I think it's going to happen. I'm going to do a little fantasy booking right here. Yes, please do. So MJF keeps talking about how he's going to win the Face of the Revolution ladder match and then get the TNT title and then give it to MJF. So I, yes. I think Wardlow's going to win all that and win the TNT title, but okay. then not give it to MJF. And that's going to be where the turn happens. Oh, okay. Yes, I like that. He's going to try and take it, and then maybe mm-hmm. Wardlow rips up the contract and is like, eh. "Yeah, and power bombs him. Power bombs him on the contract." I'm an independent contractor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can, or like he's, I he'll probably, quit. <laughs> yeah, he'll say something like, "I talked to Tony Khan and I've signed with them, and I don't need you anymore, and all that stuff." Amazing. I yeah, there. I heard another amazing contract um, idea as well that I can't wait to talk about in a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, so I thought this was amazing. This was so fun. Mm-hmm. This storyline is pitch perfect. I really like what you just pitched. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Maybe near the end of this podcast, we can talk about who we think should be in the uh, face of the ladder match. Okay. Or face the la- face of the face, revolution. Face ladder the ladder match. match. Yeah. Because <laughs> they got to be announcing that soon. Yeah. We're starting to. Because, well, I guess Revolution's still like a month and a half away. Still Mar. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I want them to. Because it's exciting. Yeah. I would like them to just... I just like when they add like a couple people like every week. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't have to do that yet. But I, I would like them to. Anyways. Next week's a huge uh, yeah. card, by the way. It's yes. incredible. Looks like a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. Um, yeah. So next we have the Cole and Britt Baker versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander match, and I loved this. Yeah, this match was tons of fun. I really liked it. Uh, Orange Cassidy was like super hyperactive during it, which is is cool to see because you don't see it too often. I thought, and it makes sort of makes sense based off of what happened later on in the show. I thought this had to be the main event when I looked mm-hmm. at the card. And I was, yeah. I'll be honest. I was kind of disappointed when it was the first match mm-hmm. of the show. I was like, ah, oh, really? Okay, but what? Fine, whatever. Because so I was like, what else are you going to put in the main event? But this match was this match was main event quality. I thought it was great. Um, 
I love the heels forcing the tags. Yeah. Where uh, right from the beginning too, where Adam Cole tagged Britt right at the beginning. It was it was cool because it it set up the precedent early on, mm-hmm. so that when they go back to it later on in the match, it wasn't jarring or they didn't have to explain the rules or anything. It's of it was played for comedy at the beginning and played for really cool twists and turns later on, which mm-hmm. I liked. Um, other things that I liked, Chris Stanley, Chris Standler, Chris Statlander's delayed suplex. Yeah. Where OC she had like 20 push. seconds and then <laughs> yeah. OC pushed it down. Yeah. Oh, I died when he did that. So yeah. good. Um, and then they, they flexed. Was that when they flexed after her and OC? Yeah, yeah like, they did the, they did the dual, the dual hands and pockets. Is that what yeah. you're? Oh, there's one point where they both flexed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that would have been it, yes. I was like, dang, Satlander's probably got the biggest arms in this whole match. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Um, they did the uh, they did dual hands and pockets afterwards, which mm-hmm. led to them both getting dual super kicked. So yeah. I liked that well, a lot. F- at first, Statlander did an amazing just standing moonsault off the apron. Oh, yeah. that That's crazy. It look, always looks like she's going to dome herself. Yes. And then Orange Cassidy did that. Just the flop off the apron on yes. Adam Cole, and and then they got yeah, then they got super kicked, which was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Statlander did like a lariat into a backbreaker mm-hmm. at one point, and even Jr. was like, well, "That's a new backbreaker." Yeah, was, and like it looked funky. I was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay." Um, it was almost like a what, what's that like slew foot move? Was that flatliner or yeah. I don't know. It was sort of like that, but it was like a Laria that she like forced it on her onto her knee. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some nice mat work by Britt Baker, where they uh, that she transitioned into a neck breaker, which was cool. Um, sometimes I find though the mat work stuff is a little too choreographed. Like if the person doesn't have, if the person having it done to them isn't already in the position, and then they're like. Oh right, I have to get my leg up here so they can grab it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like sometimes that happens with pinning attempts, like on like a blue thunder bomb. The person yeah. the person get hit gets hit with it, and they're like, "Oh right, my legs have to go up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it goes up after the fact. But this was this was pretty good. I liked it. Um, Orange Cassidy got his shit rocked with a bunch of kicks from uh, from Adam Cole, which he takes kicks better than anybody. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't seen that in a while, but I, just the way he takes eats kicks is just so good. The, it's like how he flings his head around. I don't know what it is, but then Britt curb stomped Orange Cassidy, and that was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, you can tell she's really been working on her curb stomp too, because like each week it just it's looks good. more and more brutal. It's really good. Um, and I equally loved the Area Fifty One by Statlander onto. Cole and Brick Baker, which mm-hmm. is actually a spot we've seen before. <laughs> the, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Chris Statlander was in the only other mixed tag match, and she did the same spot with somebody. <laughs> so whatever, I'm not gonna get too hung up on it. But um, mm-hmm. I like it. Like it's a. And this here they started manipulating how the match was gonna go by using those rules to prevent moves from happening, mm-hmm. which I liked and mostly using it to prevent orange Cassidy from doing moves. Yeah. 
because he's the good guy, so he's not going to follow through on these things. It was really good. Um, Orange Cassidy went for a tope here and got super kicked in the face. And I like... Some people said that he screwed up the tope. To me, I mean, he might have. But it to me, it looked like uh, he saw the super kick coming and sort of looked like he would be the... He was trying to avoid it, and mm-hmm. that's why he looked weird. But anyways. Well, he like completely jumped over the top rope, too. So I'm sure it's just weird to yeah, do that no, it, get kicked in the face. Like, it just it looked like somebody who saw a foot coming and tried to turn away. Yeah. Is yeah. what it looked like to me. So I actually liked it, even if it was... Even if he, he, he was botching it, it still looked cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved when... They faked the Panama Sunrise onto Statlander with from Adam Cole, and because uh, mm-hmm. you're looking at Adam Cole, you're like, "Holy fuck, he's gonna Panama Sunrise, mm-hmm. um, Chris Statlander," and Chris Statlander's looking at him, which just allowed Baker to walk up right beside her and super kick the shit out of her face. Yeah, and then hit her um, Pittsburgh Sunrise, is what she calls it, right? Yeah, hit the destroyer on the ramp, which was mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah, it looked gnarly. And then Baker goes Baker goes through a table where when she avoids the orange punch, um, or Cole avoids the orange punch, and then Orange Cassidy stop he pulls back the punch but still ends up bumping into Britt yeah, Baker. His she goes through the table. Um Orange Cassidy pauses for a second. He's like, Oh shit, I did that. And then Cole's enraged. He hits the big dick shot, followed mm-hmm. by the boom for the win. And I loved this match. I liked that ending. It was mm-hmm. good. Um, I find it funny though, because Britt's gone through some horrible like table spots and this and that, but that like mild bump off the apron through the table completely knocked her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Cole ran out and started pushing medical staff away. <laughs> Stuff carried her off, which is hilarious. I like that. He's super protective over. Mm-hmm. Imagine if uh, Tony Schiavone ran ran down there. That's what I thought they were going to do for real. Because during this whole match, uh, there's one point where they kissed. <laughs> and Excalibur told Tony, sorry you had to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I love that yeah. little sub story mm-hmm. between them. Um, yeah, yeah, and then later on the night, I'll talk about it now. Adam Cole's in the back. He's seething. He calls out Orange Cassidy he for putting hands on Britt Baker, which is funny because we know obviously he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he's beaten Orange Cassidy in every kind of match. He's beaten him in six mans. He's beaten him probably a ten man. He's beaten him in mixed tags. He's I've pretty sure he may or may not have beat him in a singles match as well at one point i don't know if he's had a singles match i know he's had one jungle boy but i can't remember a singles with orange cassidy okay maybe he hasn't done that one but Mm -hmm. he says he's like how can i end this with you how can i punish you to the point where you do not get up says you know what next week at beach break i'm going to challenge you to a lights out match and i'm like holy fuck, that's great. Because mm-hmm. I wanted this feud done now. Mm-hmm. But now, they've talked me into another match, and yeah. I'm legitimately excited for this. That's going to be 
it's it crazy. And I see this going one of two ways. Yes. Some more fantasy booking. Yes. Adam, I think Adam Cole is going to win no matter what because they don't. I don't think they want him to lose yet. Yes. But I think he's either going to win and just move on, and then probably face um, Page at Revolution, which makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or he wins. They continue to beat down the best friends and stuff, and then since they're in Cincinnati for Beach Break, yeah, who's a free agent that's from Cincinnati? Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Yep. Yeah, and he comes yep. out because him and Adam Cole had that huge feud, and I could see that all happening. Yes. One of those two things. Yes. Maybe both. And but. here's the thing. I want Gargano to come out in Cleveland. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a huge pop. We know that Tony Khan has said that he has signed a dream North American talent. Or, yes, a dream North American free agent. That could be Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Especially with Tony Khan being as crazy about like PWG guys as he is. Yeah. He's basically signed them all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All that's left is Keith Lee. So yep. be on the lookout in February for Keith Lee. Keith to show and whenever Dijakovic gets released, because yeah. we know that's coming. Mm-hmm. Actually, I shouldn't say that that's bad, but like, yeah. <laughs> we know that fucking there's just, there's a crop of guys. Vince doesn't care about. Mm-hmm. So I won't say he's going to get released, but there's certain guys that should I don't know, we're probably pretty fearful of their job. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh this I don't yeah, I don't want this to go further than next week, but Gargano would be sweet. Yeah, just have him just immediately transition into a Gargano feud would be cool. Yeah, I'm just uh I'm weary of the super long extended best friends storylines. Yeah, they seem to get those a lot in it at first it's kind of cool and then it kind of just kind of drags out i haven't gotten tired of this one but i know a lot of people on the internet have because i always see like oh adam cole's worse off than he was in nxt it's like okay he gets to hang out with his friends and his girlfriend and make a bunch of money i doubt he's this is i mean too upset (laughs) i i said my piece on our twitter account Mm -hmm. seahawk was talking to somebody online on Twitter about this and I commented on his and I'll try I'll try and remember verbatim what I said but it was you have to be really dishonest about that take right now because I don't know how you can look at Adam Cole right now and not see that they have him positioned as to be the top guy in the company yeah like he's undefeated right now he's clearly going like moving towards the world title picture. He's in the top faction in the company. He's he's people don't go undefeated. I'm not doing this verbatim, but people do not go undefeated in AEW without touching a belt. Yeah. The people who have gone undefeated were with on big undefeated streaks were Moxley, Kenny, Jade, Miro, and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The only other guy, CM Punk. Yeah. So, and you can't say MJF because he wrestles like five times a year. Yeah. That that's his gimmick. Mm-hmm. Is that he likes to say that he's undefeated, but he's not at the same level as these guys. Mm-hmm. Every person who's gone undefeated has held a belt, and that's the position that they're putting Cole in. Mm-hmm. Like everyone said, Miro is. Like Miro's a waste until all of a sudden he wasn't and he was holding a belt and they're like, Oh shit. 
Yeah, and then he was like one of the the, week, the time he had the belt, he was the best thing on the show. <laughs> like, if you can't see that uh, Adam Cole's on the fast track to a to a title match, you're out to lunch. I don't know yeah. if it's Revolution where he. That's gets what I mean. It, if, but yeah. may but definitely the one after. Mm-hmm. I just because I think MJF's still the one to take it off Page, but I know they're going to do Punk. MJF at Revolution. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. That's why I said. I'm not sure anymore. Mm-hmm. Because Cole seems more on the fast track to that match right now, for me. Yeah. But once MJF, if MJF were to beat Punk, which is not a given at this point, mm-hmm. like Punk could easily beat MJF. Like that's a pretty yeah. 50-50 feud right now. Um, Well, I feel that I feel like Page does Page does not have his revolution opponent right now, so it could be Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. It very well could be, but I have a feeling that I would kind of like Page to get hit like a big victory. Another big one, like another big scalp before they take it off of him. But maybe mm-hmm. not. Not everybody needs to have extended runs. Yeah, I don't I mean, Paige is so over, and I don't know if he needs a super long title run. I don't think he does. I think he can have the shortest one so far, easily. Mm-hmm. Just uh, There's just so many people now, I think they have to take titles off people sooner. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> there, there's too many too many uh, big stars in the company now that you can't, can't have them all interesting. And speaking of Mir, where's he been? Is he legit hurt? He is legit hurt, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. He'll, he'll be coming back, but he is hurt. Okay. Yeah, Essentially, that's... everybody that we know of, with the exception of Leo, has has been mm-hmm. hurt. Like Archer was hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Miro is hurt. Darius is hurt. Like they're all hurt. So. Mm-hmm. Unless they're dark people, then yeah, they're just not on TV. Okay. Uh, speaking so speaking of not cool stuff, well, this was kind of cool. But... Actually, I I actually really liked this. I liked. Every... I like it. It's. Except for the Jericho I mean, GFY thing or whatever he says. Yeah, the GFY thing was stupid, but it kind of, I don't know. It, Unless that's what they're going for. Maybe they're just trying to like dad him up more. No, but it, <laughs> for me in this segment, it kind of played into it a bit because he looked, he came off like a dork. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Jericho, we have Jericho and Proud and Powerful. They're in the back. They're talking to, I'm just going to say Marvez. Um I can't confirm or deny that. I just assume it was. Yeah, um, it's usually Marvis. But <laughs> he's talking about essentially. How he's like, I don't care about Eddie Gu- or Eddie Guerrero. I don't care about <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston needs to shut his mouth. He needs to GFY. He's like, uh, all he's talking. He's talking his shit and essentially just saying, I don't care about Eddie Kingston. And then proud and powerful pipe in. They're like. Hey, you may not care about Eddie, but we do. We have a long history with him. He's our friend, and you better watch how you talk about him. I was like, ooh, proud and powerful. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And they said, last week, as much as we didn't want there to be conflict, Eddie was speaking truth when he said that we would, we probably would be further along if we weren't with you, if we weren't with the inner circle, because we've had your back. We've been used as your backup. For all your feuds, we keep running out there and defending you, making sure you get title shots, making sure you win your feuds, making sure we have your back. 
but where's our title shot? Why don't you care about doing that for us? You haven't pushed our name forward. Like we've been the background role players for you. So yeah, we think that we can prove ourselves and we don't think we need you. And, and, uh, yeah, this was, uh, what, what, how did they end that? How, what did they say he, at the end? They said, you feel me? Oh yeah. They said, and Jericho said, me. no, I don't feel you. Wait, that, <laughs> Which I, was funny. I actually, I liked that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. A, he, like he looked like sad Charlie Brown at the mm-hmm. end. He's just like, no, I don't feel you. And he, mm-hmm. he was like, he looked sad and defeated. I was like, good. Was like, this is good. I like this. Even yeah. Jericho's acting there was like, that's good. I like that from him. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily him or the character he's been portraying, but like he did a good job conveying what they wanted to convey there. But then he released the GFW shirt afterwards. I'm like, just mm-hmm. GTFO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. But hopefully, I know Kingston tweaked his leg or something, so it, well, he might be out for a little he bit. He tweaked his leg, but no, he did break his orbital bone. Ouch. From uh, Joey Janela with that stiff kick to the face on dark. Breaking your face on dark. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Save that stuff for dynamite. But uh, yeah, that, that's unfortunate. But it'll be cool when he comes back. Yes. He'll be even better. Oh, one thing. Um, I read on Twitter, this was through Body Slam, that Janela is one of the next contracts to be coming up. I could see him not resigning. Yeah, I mean, yes, he should go. He doesn't he doesn't need to be held down by AW. Um yeah. he does more indie dates than he does AW dates. It's good to have a paycheck. I mean, obviously he just wants to be wrestling, so maybe he's happy to just do that. Honestly, I think AW should have used him more. But I think it's May. Like his it's not like imminent imminent, but it's mm-hmm. like I think his is coming up in May, which is I don't know, that's a weird time. Yeah, he was one of those at the beginning of AEW. They used him a lot, and then like recently they just really haven't. I don't, I don't know why there is like there's a disconnect with him in the creative for mm-hmm. some reason, um, where it just it there wasn't a connect because uh, I don't know he's he's a great storyteller on the indies and he's a good worker and mm-hmm. he makes every he makes the people he wrestles look incredible because he yeah he's really good he bumps at like, like death for them. Yeah, he's really good at booking shows. Like his spring break shows are always like the biggest hits of WrestleMania weekend and stuff. Yeah, so. and he has cool. He he has better storylines in those shows than other companies. He made GCW. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, weird. I didn't hear about GCW until he started doing the spring break shows. That's when I first yeah, started like, seeing GCW. Joey Janela was the indie scene of the 2017 2018s. Mm-hmm. That was him. Like before AEW existed what joey janela was doing was the most exciting thing in wrestling minus mm-hmm. kenny in new japan but in north america yeah, but it was kind of like whatever you know they started aw and then they brought him on i was like oh like like this is cool like i was he's like the he biggest... was one of my top 10 wrestlers at that time like he's mm-hmm. he's amazing and for i don't know for whatever reason just hasn't worked out i I can't really say why. Part of that is just usage. They didn't use them mm-hmm. and they didn't put them in good storylines. But they did try and do that storyline with him and Spears. So it's possible that his ideas just fell flat and they just yeah. decided not to use them going forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, 
it seems like a good fit on paper, and then it just yeah, isn't. it just doesn't translate, and that's okay. Yeah, it's it's fine. He seems happy. Yeah, I mean, sure, he gets a steady paycheck, and he can still wrestle all the indie shows he wants. Yeah, he says he wants to continue to to mm-hmm. work with them. Like he's going to try and negotiate onto it, but I don't think it's like a hill he's going to die on. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I I thought that was interesting news to bring up in the in the moment. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Spears, actually, next we have a great hype package leading to the match between Punk and Spears, and then we have the match. Um, but essentially, the uh, match the, of the year right here. <laughs> essentially, the the package it was uh, Punk saying that MJF is running out of bodies and luck uh, mm-hmm. to throw in his way, and eventually he's going to have to have the match. And it's like, yeah, this is good. Um, mm-hmm. I heard a dog collar match um, thrown out there, which would be an amazing idea, or like a cage match would be cool, like something where he could collar match. He's done a cage match, though, so... Dog card match would be cool. CM Punk's good at those. If you go back to his Ring of Honor days, he had one with Raven. Oh. incredible. Okay, so yeah, that would be a good match. That was... That's not from me. That's from what culture someone uh, threw that out. It was like, yeah, okay, that's good. It makes sense, though. Just something where MJF can't run away. Well, like, it's like when the Bucks were interfering all the time, and they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, so we're gonna... What was... Oh, yeah, it was against... um, lucha brothers where they're like mm-hmm. okay well you have to face the lucha brothers in a cage now mm-hmm. to prevent the uh good brothers and whoever else from interfering in the match same thing mjf mm-hmm. keeps running away so let's attach them by a chain to each other's necks yeah. it's it writes itself honestly i think it's great um so here we got spears and punk and we have mjf on commentary um, MJF is he's on commentary saying like, here we go. We have Sean Spears. He's gonna. I'm so proud of him. He's gonna do so well. And almost before he got that sentence out, Punk hit Spears with his GPS yeah. and it was over. And <laughs> I loved MJF on the call yelling, "Kick out, kick!" No, he's yelling, "Kick, kick, kick!" And then as soon <laughs> as the three hit, Tony Schiavone goes, "He didn't kick." and mjf is apoplectic he's freaking out um punk called him down the ring but mjf didn't come down so punk goes up he's celebrating on the top rope this allows mjf to sneak into the ring he gets up right behind him he's about he's about to grab him but punk knows he's there he comes down he reaches out to grab him MJF rolls out of the ring, but Punk grabs the scarf and he puts it around his neck. And I like this. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started dancing to the beat of his song with the scarf, which was funny. <laughs> yeah, I like this. This is good. But their mm-hmm. match is going to be amazing. I cannot yeah. wait. Um, it'll have to be a revolution. Wardlow's going to get involved in this somehow. I yeah, I don't. Maybe know he this... cost um. MJF the match or something on accident. Yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? Um, That's what makes it exciting, though. I feel like Wardlow versus Spears is going to happen, but what the thing that I love, I love them together. (laughs) The thing that I love the most about this, how this happened, was it makes Wardlow seem so much more imposing and badass. Yeah, Spears. Because Wardlow basically smeared Punk across the asphalt. Mm-hmm. And 
Spears got KO'd immediately. Mm-hmm. So, like everything that MJF has been saying about, oh, this Sean Spears is amazing. He's the best accountability buddy. He's the best enforcer you could ever have. This and that. Like Wardlow, you could l- learn something from Spears. Nope. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Loved it. Um, something I didn't necessarily love more so because I didn't don't think it needs to be on the air, but they did. They did play pay it off well like it looked good was billy gunn with a camera so billy gunn's in the back he's got a video camera and immediately i'm groaning Mm because i don't want ass anything i want no ass on this uh on this telecast but well fine fine you here's the thing you know what dan housen likes the ass so i'm what dan housen seems like a good guy I feel yeah. like he has. If he thinks these guys are good, I'm willing to give them some chance because Danhausen seems like a good bloke. Yeah, I'm just uh, all this ass boy stuff. I just hope it leads to him showing up at some point. Dan I Housen think I think up. it. I think it's going to. I think it's going mm-hmm. to. I think. Uh, or like, I hope so. Fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. It has to be. Like, I hope they're just keeping them in front of our minds so that when when he shows up he can but it's like how's this little man gonna feud with them anyways i don't know I'm, i don't want to <laughs> think about that right now um so anyways we got billy gun he's he's commandeered a, a cameraman he's like come with me i have to show you something which is okay fine whatever i do kind of like that though instead of just like the camera being there. oh yeah I, I like like him just grabbing it there's like how he knows that christian's gonna walk up at that particular time i don't know Mm-hmm. You gotta suspend disbelief sometimes. When you yeah. think about it, you start to poke holes. Um, Christian shows up. He's like, "Hey, uh, Christian, you know uh, my boys really want to. My boys have been doing a good job. They want a title shot against your boys. From one old hand to another, can we make this happen?" And Christian says, "Ah, well, you know what? Your your boys kind of suck, and they haven't made any kind of statement." just kind of like their dad the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree um fucking make a statement so that anyone so that someone will just think about you guys because no They're like okay well you know what ass boys jump them from behind and very convincingly beat them down and throw them into a uh into the wall and it's like okay christian just got his ass beat by these guys this looked good so i like mm-hmm. that um, it wasn't lame, so there's something there. I like that. And they say, "Is that enough of a statement for you?" Like, okay, I can get behind this. Mm-hmm. I still don't really need to see them because I don't think anyone is just like, you know, what I need on my on my flagship telecast is yeah, the ass boys is the ass boys. But it's it's I like the storyline of Dress Express actually going through all the top five though sure. i like that i guess the ass boys are on there so that's why they're facing them but well other because they can't face the top teams because you don't want yeah. to beat all your top teams yeah because they're trying to build up proud and powerful so they can't get beat by jurassic express right now because they're trying to build them up um mm-hmm. malik the house of black uh king kings of the black throne they can't get beat um the Bucks, you don't want them getting beat right now. Best friends are in a feud. Mm-hmm. Um, 
freaked. I mean, maybe, maybe they could push Butcher and the Blade instead of just lurking around in videos in the background. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's weird. There's like a... The, the top five is filled with the lower card of the tag mm-hmm. division right now so that they can run through them one after the other, which is fine, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's... Uh, yeah, because you're trying to keep everybody strong. That's the that is the problem with a ranking system and the wins and losses matter is that you can't just throw out whatever you want on any mm-hmm. given day because uh, it it all comes back. Yeah. All right. So something now let's get to a controversial. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I personally think it's so far my promo of the year. <laughs> it, um, I liked the delivery, but I didn't know what the hell he was talking about on some of it. So yeah, I do not <laughs> care. I was here for it. Yeah. I loved it. This was a fucking shotgun. Yeah. Scatter shot of a promo. Best way to describe it. Just scatter shot. Like it was fucking like, I liked great. his delivery and some of the stuff he said, I really liked, but some of it, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about right now, but, it was I'm fucking great. I didn't care. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care. It was great. It was just like, he's like, here's what I'm going to be doing for the next five months in, AEW, in AEW. Is basically If he resigns. Because that's the thing we didn't talk about is he's not actually signed, which I think he is, but not. Uh, I think this is a convenience. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may be signed, but the thing is, is I don't know that someone like Sean Ross Sapp no, gets I mean. that news I... and looks, goes out and looks at it. Like I don't think that he even gets that information if this is just a work. Mm-hmm. I just mean um, he's probably actually not signed. Yes, but he's probably told Tony Khan, like I'm not going to go anywhere, but let's just yes. do this for storyline. Oh, for sure. Like for me, it's. It's Occam's Razor. It's uh, yeah. It's the simplest explanation is the most logical. Mm-hmm. Is, is the and I've said that probably wrong, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I got. I know exactly. The most mean. plausible here's, is the simplest. Yes. Uh, before we get into it, here's another thing I was thinking too about his contract thing. I'm just full of like fantasy booking stuff. Oh, oh, I love talking. This is the most fascinating <laughs> thing in AEW is all of this shit. I love it. What if he uses this contract thing in storyline purposes to be able to get himself a world title shot? Yes, this was the contract thing I was talking about earlier. Again, mm-hmm. I'm copying a li- taking a little bit liberally from what culture. Someone said that uh, he should <laughs> get, well, they said that he should get the contract and sign it on top of the TNT title. But uh, essentially, <laughs> like, because in this promo, he said, so I got a contract, not the one I want. So what I mm-hmm. think is he's the storyline purposes. He's negotiating his new contract. And what he wants is to be able to challenge for the title. And that's why he hasn't signed yet. Yeah. And that's, that makes sense. It, that's a fantastic storyline to tell. Mm-hmm. I need them to do that. He has not signed because he wants his title shot. That'd be cool. I, I'd, I'd dig that. I think that would be amazing. 
because after this promo, he's he's so such a heel, even though he keeps saying he's not. He is total heel. <laughs> this this promo, I I fucking loved it. I think so. Sorry, back to back to the contract stuff for a second. What I think is the logical thing that happened is he won the TNT title. I think he was going to drop it again to Sammy anyways, Mm -hmm. but the um, at battle of the belts, but someone in his family got sick to the point where he couldn't be at AEW. He couldn't be at the shows. He couldn't be at battle of the belts. So he could not sign a contract. Mm -hmm. Generally, like you need to be there to sign it for the most part. Um, So, he probably was like, okay, let's use this. Let's mm-hmm. do the interim title. Let's do a storyline where I don't have a contract. Let's try let's turn chicken shit into chicken salad. And I think that's what mm-hmm. we're getting. Yeah. That's the That makes sense. Yeah. Cody's the most carny ass carny that's yeah. ever existed. Of course he's gonna work this. Mm-hmm. Like I believe he's working without a contract, but I believe he's like, Oh, you know what? We can do a little storyline chicanery mm-hmm. with this because he does storyline chicanery with fucking everything. Mm-hmm. The man okay. loses a boot. He's like, "Oh fuck, let's do a retirement angle." Yeah, <laughs> this is his. This is his bread and butter. Of mm-hmm. course, he's gonna fucking work this. Are you kidding me? He might have even had this plan the whole time. He's like, "Oh, when my contract comes up, let's say I'm not signed. Let's have me holding a belt. Let's have me taking it hostage." Like you think this whole contract thing is happening while there's an interim title is happening by coincidence? Yeah. Of course it's not. Like this is all storyline. <laughs> I think he's purposely working without a title or without a contract. Anyways, now let's get to this uh, promo. So he comes out to the ring. He's getting mixed reviews. Um, we go into picture in picture. He goes and grabs a ladder, and it's a heavy one. That's that a boy, huge. It was that a boy was ladder. struggling to get this out of there. <laughs> it is a massive. I don't know how that thing ladder. actually fit under the ring, to be honest, because that thing was giant. I think this is like longer than the ring. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. To, like... Had to have been diagonal in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was big. It was a big boy. Um, and we come back from commercial break, and he's got this fucking smirk on his face. He says. So what do you guys want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And he says it so quietly and so coyly that I I just melted right there. It's like, oh, here he fucking goes. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he doesn't do this fucking uh, promo without with a contract actually be hanging in the air. Like, this is, this is great shit. Um, he says that people told him that he shouldn't be doing this promo. Or this this is not the time for this promo yet. But you know what? I don't know if I'm gonna be here uh like too much longer, so so let, let me get this out of the way, which I loved. Um he says that he's he's often he's reminded of a man who once stood on a stage like this in front of a crowd like this toward the ring and delivered one of the greatest promos in history. And he's talking about CM Punk laying out the roadmap for a revolution, talking about things that in the North American wrestling world were unheard of, such as someone going to Japan, someone leaving WWE and going to Ring of Honor, working with working with guys like the Bucks, 
Um, mm -hmm. It says Punk never actually would go out and follow through on that revolution. He never did do these things. And in the end, um, he just ended up back here anyways. He ended up back in AEW. And, or he didn't start a place like AEW. He didn't do that. Um, and he's back now, and we're all loving it. Cody's loving it. Um, but he says, if, if we're being honest, that uh, the guy who the guy who did all of those things that he wanted to go out and do was Cody. He went to Ring of Honor. He went to New Japan. He left WWE. Um, he started a revolution. Um, and right here, he's losing his mind. His voice is hitting a different pitch. You can see the veins popping in his head. And I texted you right here. I said, oh, fuck, he's doing it. Mm -hmm. I thought this was the full turn. Not quite there yet. But yeah. he he says, if people are being honest, Cody Rhodes built that forbidden door. And he's right. The thing with this promo is he's right on every single one of these points. Yeah, because when he first left WWE, remember he made that list. And that's what everyone does now when they leave. And like, yeah. he, he wrote, he drew the blueprint of how to leave WWE and do all these things. CM Punk left and he went home. Mm -hmm. He went to, he went home, sat on his couch. Like MJF said, he went and did the, uh, the MMA thing for a little bit. He did the challenge for a little bit and got, he wrote a Marvel for a little bit. Like he did other things, but he didn't touch wrestling. He didn't do the revolution. He said he was going to mm -hmm. Cody did Cody did all out. Cody got the bucks. Cody united them. Cody took the bet. Like that wasn't punk. So I'm like, oh fuck. Here's Cody and he's fucking laying it all out of line. And then he says, I leave for two weeks. I'm gone for two weeks, and the Bucks start feuding with guys fresh out of hip talk hip toss class, and they're trying to fucking beat the developmental again for a second time. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's like starting up the, the Wednesday night war again. Um, we've got Ricky Starks going up against a guy with an amazing cutter, by the way, in Jay Lethal. He says that um, there's another thing there that I can't remember. And then he mentions, and then he says that there is, oh, he said, he said, we don't, in AW, we don't have the habit of changing people's names to Gunther McGillibuddy, yeah. which is poor fucking Walter. Walter, I know. Walter is now Gunther Stock. Like, ew, no. Yeah, Quite it's, literally it's just, a Nazi. Uh, Quite yeah, literally they, a Nazi. They, yeah, they dropped the Stark, so now it's just Gunther. But no, Gunther. Gunther, sorry. They <laughs> yeah, it's, that. it's worse. It's just everything. About, like, it was already, like, a thinly veiled Nazi gimmick mm -hmm. that people, for whatever reason, were giving a pass. And with every with everybody willing to give it a pass, I was willing to give it a pass. But it was what it was. It was about yeah, I mean, the, the original name of the group was Ring Comp. So. <laughs> and it was about <laughs> the purity of the ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, the but whole... I, th I think... I think Volta was just so good that everyone just kind of looked past it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but now 
no, now they he's fucked Gunther. up. Anyways, but they, this was... it got mainstream press, and so now she now he's just Gunther. He's not Gunther Stark anymore. He's just fucking now. Germany's mad, big mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you've been there, you don't you don't fucking talk about World War Two unless you're willing to get into a serious conversation. Yeah, they do not take class. this shit lightly. <laughs> yeah, it's very very deadly serious over there about that Mm -hmm. they're mad so they probably lost a bunch of sponsorship Mm -hmm. over this so anyways that was a fucking amazing line from cody and he says and you got to have some serious balls to show up in AEW with the name brody (laughs) and i was like holy fuck he's just shooting on brody king here that's the uh, only thing i didn't like about this promo was that line because it's not like you know I don't know. <laughs> it just, I, it was kind of weird to me. I don't think he's, he's not actually shooting on him, but <laughs> I did like, he said, you better hope that you're not around in eight years when Brody Jr. Arrives. I, I like that scene. line. That was but. cool. I think essentially he's, he's essentially saying like, I'm going to be feuding with Ricky Starks. I'm going to be feuding with Brody King. I'm yeah. going to be feuding with CM Punk. Like he's, he's calling his shots essentially is how I saw this. Yeah, I like that. I like that um, Sammy Guevara was kind of like an afterthought because he doesn't talk about Sammy till the very end. Yeah, yeah. He starts talking. He's like, people look at this title and they say it's a they say it's a a mid card title. Said a lot of that is because of there's two of them, but I think of I think of me. I think of Darby. I think of Brody. I think of uh, Miro. These are all great champions, and I think of Sammy. And Sammy and I are going to climb this ladder. We're going to duke it out. We're going to, we're going to do the uh, Shawn Michaels thing, and we're going to have we're going to meet at the top of the ladder. And I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Uh, I've I fucking this is the most unapologetically Cody promo ever. And it was this is the shit I like from him. I thought it was amazing. It's my promo of the year so far. <laughs> I loved it, yeah. but tell me why you hated it. I didn't hate it at I all. Know. I, just I, tell I, me. I just didn't know. What, I just didn't know what he was talking about a lot of times. But when I did get what he was saying, I liked it. I, I like this type of the fiery Cody promo. I like it. Yeah, I like the fucking stream of consciousness, Cody. It's yeah, fun. yeah. It's I just I wish he did that stuff more and not his America rah 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 stuff. And I he's really only done America rah rah like once. I know, but that was it was too much. It was. And the thing is, if he comes out with that fucking jacket every time still, it's never mm-hmm. really going away. Mm-hmm. It's black yeah, now, I, at least. Yeah, yeah. I liked it oh, good enough. I just, some, he just kind of was rambly, but other than that. Oh, I, I get it. In... People, people thought it was rambly, and it was. It was rambly, mm-hmm. and I loved it. <laughs> but I like what you said, how it was like a shotgun um, approach to a promo, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's like he's talking about. I was like, yeah, I want to see you face CM Punk. Yeah, I want to see you face Brody King. He talked. To, I think he talked. He talked a bit about Malachi Black in there. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I fucking yes. As long as you don't do like one week fucking mini feuds where you no sell their finishers. Um, <laughs> like I want to see this stuff. Like when he's going, like the promo that he did before that Penta match was incredible. And then mm-hmm. the match was terrible, and then it was gone. Oh, but man, the match yeah, was that... good, but he no sold his finish. Mm-hmm. And then 
Yeah, the arm break part. Yeah, I forgot all about that. That promo beforehand was excellent, though. That was uh, that was the beginning of not the end for Cody, but the beginning of the uh, where he had his down spell. Where again, fucking funny that I'm saying this based off off of this promo where he lost his focus and he was mm-hmm. like shooting off. He was again shotgun blasting out in too many different directions and wasn't focused. Mm-hmm. Very much like this promo, but this promo was amazing, and I yeah. will I will not hear anything else. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Okay, so, so yeah, we're getting Sammy versus Cody on a fucking giant ass ladder match next week, and I'm so excited. Yeah, and I hope it's that giant ladder that they had. <laughs> I really do. So, <laughs> if you fall off that ladder, you're dead. Mm-hmm. If you fall off that ladder, to... if somebody's on that ladder and they tip it, they're just going out the ring. <laughs> like there's no landing in the ring. I mean, Sammy's crazy enough to do that. So no, but Sammy might die. Mm-hmm. But that's what I say. Maybe it's so thick for Sammy to be able to jump off of it a bunch. So I hope. Who do you think wins that match? I hope it's Cody. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I could see Cody. It's got to be Cody. It's got to be Cody. Because what kind of a like a huge heel ass move would be like? I've demanded Tony Tony Khan give me this new contract. I signed it. I don't need this belt anymore, and he just relinquishes it. So it's just mm-hmm. like fuck this, fuck this belt. Does the fucking Medusa drops it in a fucking trash can. trash can? Yeah, it just buries the belt that he's been talking about for so long ultimate heel move and he's like i'm challenging hangman that'd be fucking glorious mm-hmm. like if there was a guy if it's not adam cole taking the belt off of or mjf taking the belt off of hangman i want it to be cody that would be the most heel move god could you imagine the internet meltdown though it'd be so good though i want I... it i want it it's so it's so yeah. fun i don't know if cody's winning or not because they set up garcia versus Guevara, so i don't know what they do about that set up didn't that happen though no garcia versus Guevara happened no no he just came out and beat him up they had a match i swear they had a match maybe they did i don't know i can't remember sorry they had a match pretty sure they had a match (laughs) (laughs) i think that was a rampage match no i don't know Oh, whatever. I know they confronted each other, but I don't remember the match. Yeah, at the end of Battle of the Belts, right? Or Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had that. Oh, no, they did have a match. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it was a main event. Yeah, because that's when Kingston and all them came out. You're right. Never mind. Never mind. Forget everything I just said. (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure that happened. I just know last night uh, Garcia was tweeting about it the whole time, too. So that's why it made me think the match hadn't happened yet. Well, this is like the... uh... Did I just imagine that Layla her singles match? <laughs> like, did what? I <laughs> but there, there, there are at least three episodes of Rampage I have not watched. So, because again, it's too late at night. So, like, <laughs> oftentimes on Friday night, it'll get to like I'm doing something, and then I stop doing that thing at like ten twenty. I'm not just going to start Rampage in the middle of it. 
we're like 20 minutes mm-hmm. in so i'm like oh, i'll watch this later and then i just don't get around to it and the matches yeah. aren't good the matches aren't that aren't big enough for me to want to seek it out i, I look at it mm-hmm. like well this is a rampage so i i can miss this it feels like a dark like they don't the matches don't feel like they matter mm-hmm. okay so Moving on, we had the next. We have Jade is she issued she's issued an open challenge, and we got Anna J answering it on the spot, which I like. They're both backstage. There's no interruptions, which was good. Um, Anna J said that she wrapped barbed wire around her arm to win a match, so she'll she's willing to do whatever it takes for the win. Jade said she doesn't care because she's that bitch. Like, okay, yes. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she didn't say much, but she doesn't it's, have to, I guess. It's kind of weird to me that the first uh, defense of the TBS title is going to be on TNT, mm-hmm. but the TNT title is going to be defended next week on TBS, so it doesn't matter. It is. It is strange. <laughs> it is strange. Um, you'd think that they would want to at least do the first couple matches on TBS, mm-hmm. but here we are. They're owned by the same people, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, so uh, I thought that was good, and I liked that. I liked it. It, mm-hmm. was, it was fun. Okay, so next, do I have the? Just looking through here, checking my notes. What were you looking for? Uh, yeah, no, no, we did. I just I wasn't sure if I put the other women's match on here, but I did. Um, I just I just wanted to say that I liked the amount of women on this uh, dynamite. It was mm-hmm. nice to see them not just shoehorned into a small segment. Not all in, yeah, all in the eight to eight twenty segment. <laughs> yes. Or nine to nine twenty, whatever time zone you're in. Yeah, it was good. This was, this was small, but uh, I liked it. And it'll be, it'll be an interesting test for both of these wrestlers. Cause they're both very young. They're both. Well, yeah. not very young, but very green. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay is very young. Okay. Next we have Kings of the Black Throne versus Varsity Blondes. And this was interesting. I, uh, this was an interesting match. The Kings of the Black Throne come out with to another awesome intro. The yeah. intro is done by God's Hate. Yeah, which is Brody's band. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. The as when the light comes up and they're both standing there and Brody's got something similar to the face mask, but he's wearing a bandana on his face and like a hood mm-hmm. over his head. So it's a little different, but it was good. It's like, it's not the same thing that he was doing before, yeah, but very, very similar. And I like that. He's just wearing again. Was it a black Leatherman jacket? A it kind of is, but his has like X's on it, but yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Like if they wanted to bring Griff in as the third guy and he wears mm-hmm. the same jacket yeah. would be cool. I don't know if he will. Maybe what's her name comes in. You need a bunch of tattoos to fit their aesthetic. <laughs> Maybe like I still do think that um Julia Hart is joining them. Maybe she I think could so wear too. one. Yeah. Um but yeah. So match was good. Fucking Kings of the Black Throne just rolled through them. 
like mm -hmm. rolled through them like they got nothing <laughs> they were and they were rattled they they just got their their teeth kicked in um to the point where pillman goes to do a his springboard but brody lee's standing there and he hesitates he doesn't know what to do and he just bails he's like i'm not doing this they go outside the ring yeah they just got they got destroyed in by in any in every sense and Brody and Malachi work so well together because you've got the one guy who's the just pinpoint electric striking, like just so smooth and calculated. And you have the other guy who's just so heavy handed and brutal, but also can do the lucha, <laughs> which is which fun. Is nuts. They just complement each other so well and they destroyed them quickly. Their finisher is called the Dante's Inferno, which yeah, I like. Cool. Yeah. Um, then Black grabs the mic and he asks the members of the House of Black to rise, which is awesome. And you see the whole crowd rise up. But then Pac uh, mm -hmm. pops up on the screen. He interrupts. And I love that you could see Black here and he's so mad yeah. when this happens. And he says that Black is self-obsessed. He's power hungry. He's still wearing the, the, the thing on his eyes here, and he says that Black might have spell. He might have more spells up his sleeve, but, but he's incorruptible. He said that you probably expected him to be there, bowing down to him by this time, but he's not. He's here to pass judgment on Malachi Black. He's coming for the House of Black. And like, okay, this is cool. They're good. It's going one of two ways. He is joining, or he is going to feud with them for a while and maybe mm -hmm. a more effective um, elite hunter type of thing <laughs> than Frankie Kazarian. Or, mm -hmm. he's, or he is going to join them. And this is kind of a little ruse. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think he's, it's going to be a straight-up feud. And... That's the most likely scenario at this point. Mm -hmm. I've relinquished that he's going to be part of the House of Black. Even Cody, I've pretty much abandoned yeah, that. But I, I was with the Cody one for a little bit, but I don't think so anymore. But yeah, I could see that. And then when Phoenix comes back, they do. And then they'll hopefully have a third man in the House of Black. So I still want Swerve. I want Swerve. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking. I have no idea what he's barking at. Oh, I can but, hear him, uh, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Swerve would be great. Give me Swerve. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay, so next we have we have a backstage segment with an interesting trio. It's Archer with Jake and Dan Lambert mm -hmm. um, is with him now, which is interesting. Weird. Um, yeah, this show's almost teetering on too much Dan Lambert, too. <laughs> a little almost too much, but he didn't talk too much, so that's good. No, I I prefer Dan Lambert with Archer than I do with Men of the Year because Me too. it makes more sense because Archer doesn't mm -hmm. really talk. Um, mm -hmm. he's, Lambert talks about Hangman and... Actually, was it Jake? Or, anyways, they're talking about how they don't want to wait any longer they don't want uh archer to be on the back burner um they say that they're 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 cutting the line 
and Hangman says it's cute that uh, they that they're talking about how he's not a real cowboy. He's like, did he think that all the great cowboys of in over wrestling history uh, would wrestle seven days a week and then go home and wrestle cattle? Mm-hmm. Like, I like that line. He's like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I own a farm. And I I own cows. <laughs> he says, "If you come at the if you come at the hangman, be ready for a fight." So mm-hmm. good stuff. I think the match is going to be great. Um, it's a this feels a little rushed, but I'm I sort of got to do a little mini feud before the uh, before revolution. I pray to mm-hmm. God this isn't the revolution match, but I don't think it is. I don't think so. It seems like they're fast tracking this one. I'm surprised it's not jumping the line and stuff. I'm surprised it's not uh, taking place next week, to be honest. So I don't don't really understand why it's not happening next week. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a pretty good time to do it. It's next week for their big show. Yeah, next week is one of those little mini pay-per-views, but I guess not. I mean, they could announce it on Rampage. They normally do announce matches off of rampage so it's possible um and next is one of my favorite little segments of the night and that is they say brandon cutler's in the back with the camera they cut to him and he's just standing there and you see what he sees through the camera and he's yelling young bucks young bucks where are you (laughs) like matt nick where are you and then trent and rocky walk in and they're like Oh hey, Brandon, what are you doing here? And they're like, and they're like, oh, you know what? Like maybe maybe we can do a promo. Or Rocky starts talking some shit to Brandon, like how he's a loser, and and Trent being good guy Trent, he's like, oh, be be easy on yeah. be easy on Cutler. He's like, the Bucks really treat him like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets a lot of abuse from them, and they're like, he's like, oh, do you think we can cut a promo? He's like, oh, I mean. I, I guess sure why not and they start uh cutting this promo and challenging the bucks talking about the good old days when trent and rocky were rapongi vice and they used to face the bucks in japan and how they they went through their whole rivalry their whole history where they faced each other three times um and eventually the last the team that took the belt off of the bucks was rapongi vice i believe in the mm-hmm. end um, and then I guess, uh, they had to just vacate that afterwards cause Trent left as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they lay out the challenge for old time's sake. And then Cutler's like, Oh God, the bucks are going to be so mad at me. And then afterwards <laughs> the bucks bio was them calling out Cutler. They're like, yeah. what the fuck Cutler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really good stuff. I thought that was really funny. I love how Trent was so nice to him. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, don't worry about what they say, man. You're a good guy. He's like, don't let them talk down to you. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I'm excited for Rapungi Vice versus the Young Bucks. That's something very comforting about that match. Yeah, it's 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 comfort food. Mm-hmm. It's like a warm blanket. Yes. Okay, so next is a match that, in retrospect, <sighs> it makes sense why it was not very good. And why it was mm-hmm. boring. This was Archer versus Kazarian. Because if we remember back to last week's. To this night's card. When it was announced. There was a. Not a huge tag match. But a f- 
fairly significant tag match, and that was FTR versus Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. And that was inconspicuous in its absence. And that is because of health reasons. It was can't it was uh, pulled off the show. I mean, we can assume as to what that was. It was yep. likely COVID related. Um so I would so this match got put in its place, I would assume. And it yeah. it was a three minute squash that was dragged out to I think at least twelve minutes. Yeah, this, it wasn't any great. match on this card should have been a squash match. It should have been this one. It made Archer look better and yeah, it just didn't need to be as long as it was. No, it's just it was bad because we had Archer Yeah. Does anyone need Kazarian to be on TV? No disrespect to Kazarian, but no one's clamoring for that. Archer Mm -hmm. makes sense for him to be on TV because they're building toward a feud, which makes me question why his match wasn't on here already. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think if they didn't, if the original match would have been off, all we probably would have gotten was the Archer promo. Yeah. Yeah, very likely. Um, and it's like when you think about all the guys that we don't have featured regu- nearly regularly enough, like why why are we doing this? Just this could have been a women's match. Like it meant so little and was so drawn out. Like put anything in its stead. Like put anything that people are clamoring for. Like it just give you so much more goodwill mm-hmm. than this match. To the point where this match was getting heckled, which wasn't fair to Archer and Archer gave yeah. it right back to them, which was yeah. nice. And I will say I do like Archer's bushier beard. It looked good. I do too. This, but this match did almost take me out of the rest of the show. Oh, it was this is going on way too long. <laughs> it wasn't great. But after the match we had, um, a cool yeah, anyways, segment. we, yeah, we, we had a little segment where, uh, they, they called out hangman Hangman ran out. They got in a fight. Um, Archer goes to hit Hangman with a chair. Hangman counters with a boot to the head, like a literal boot. He takes off his boot mm-hmm. and hits him in the head. I liked that. Knocked Archer into the ring. They went back and forth some more. Hangman knocked him out of the ring. Eh, it was fine. It was the this fight was good, but not worth the match. In my opinion, or I think anyone else's opinion. It was a real low night, low moment for the show. And it was dead quiet. So dead that you could hear the people giving Archer shit. And then Archer gave Mm -hmm. them shit right back. And that was funny. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next we have Dante, Lee, Lee Moriarty, and Saidal talking in the back. And this is kind of cool because there are people that I want to see. And mm-hmm. they basically just say that they say like, "I'm Lee Moriarty. I'm Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel, and Dante's our friend, and we're going to protect him from Team Taz or whatever." And cool, fine, whatever. This is fine. Um, but I'm actually let me talk about this next part. Then it cuts to Ricky Starks and and um. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stark says, Dante, you got a little brother complex or something? You have you have all these friends coming 
to protect you and wanting to hang out with you and this and that. He's like, none of these guys are going to protect you when Team Taz comes knocking. And I like that part. But the Dante thing, it's weird because we had Dante was originally with Seidel and then he was with Leo and Lee was with Seidel and they faced each other in a match. Mm-hmm. And then, then Team Taz got Dante, pulled him away from Leo Rush and then and then they did the the whole swerve on Team Taz, and then he went back with Leo, and then the I'm not saying this is why, but where the fuck is Leo? Leo Rush criticized Tony Khan, said he should apologize. I'm not saying this is why, but it's it's n- not it's a weird. great look that yeah. he's been off TV since that time. Mm-hmm. And it's raising questions, and I think these are valid questions considering he's been wrestling for New Japan, he's been wrestling for GCW, he's been wrestling on the Indies, he's healthy, he doesn't have COVID, he's not hurt. Mm-hmm. He's been releasing promos on his own, not through AEW, but for AEW, like for mm-hmm. his character. Yeah, but, yeah, he keeps talking about my time's coming and stuff, and... I don't know. He keeps putting up the little hourglass mm-hmm. being like his time is kind of, yeah, but like I don't know, it's weird. Like, okay, so where it because they just cut him out of this. Like Give uh us Leo logist, like the logist for this storyline, it doesn't make sense that he's not there. Because he yeah, was he was the storyline. Yeah, as I say the in when Mon, uh Dante uh first broke off of Team Taz, they were heavily implying that it was him and Leo that set it all up. And they confirmed that either on a rampage or on a dark or something. Mm-hmm. They confirmed that he did. Like, they had, like, a little vignette or promo segment, apparently. I didn't see it. I don't know where it was. But mm-hmm. apparently it exists, and it's in AEW canon. So, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. And... Yeah. I was talking to you about this before the show, and I was contemplating whether I wanted to say it, because it's not really our place, but I'm going to say it a bit. I am uncomfortable with AEW appearing to lump every single male black wrestler into the same storyline. You've got Will Hobbs, you've got Starks, you've got Jay Lethal, for some reason. You've got Leo Rush. You've got Lee Moriarty. You've got Dante Martin. And then you've got the one white man, Seidel, just Mm -hmm. sort of to like throw people off that you're doing this. It's weird. It's like, okay, here you go. We'll put them all in one storyline, but we don't have enough time for all of them. So we're going to pull Leo out sometimes, insert insert Jay Lethal sometimes, and then we're going to have him feud with uh ricky starks but they're not actually going to have that match we're just going to pretend that that's not happening right now but instead he's feuding with dante now but i don't know it's weird it's like you know how there was the cody verse this is Mm -hmm. feeling like a very very inappropriate verse as well and don't put them all in the same basket i do not like it Mm -hmm. i do not like it and i'm gonna move on Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm veering far out of my lane. Mm-hmm. So no, I, on to I, I get what you're saying and I agree and 
that's all we should probably say. It, about it makes me uncomfortable. Why are yeah. <laughs> we want to see them spread? We want to see people spread across the whole show, not just interacting in mm-hmm. this one weird, convoluted, illogical storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay, Statlander versus Red Velvet, or Statlander and Red Velvet in the back. They're starting a promo. I don't know. Anyways, um, Layla yeah, Hirsch walks in from about. the side. Makes sense because she's mm-hmm. part of that team that just wrestled together on Rampage. So I like that. There's this isn't an interruption, which is nice, or it is, but it's a logical one. Yeah. She comes in and she says, "Statlander, you not being focused costs me money. It costs Red Velvet money. I don't like this." Um. And Red Velvet says, "Hey, what? Back up! Like you're being a little." being a little hot-headed here, and Layla basically says, fuck them kids, and just starts beating down Red Velvet. Statlander comes to rage. She beats that ass as well, locks in the armbar. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like this. I like that she kind of uh, knocked them both out and armbarred one of them while they were stacked on each other. They're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, and I love, I love a badass Layla Hirsch. I think she's mm-hmm. a really good heel. Like, when I don't actually, I shouldn't say that, but the brief little heel persona that we saw from her in her first match against Thunder Rosa was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Where she came out, she had attitude. I think she took a swipe at somebody in the crowd. This is when they were still at Daly's place and they had like the, the wrestlers in the crowd. She took a swipe at them. She like kicked at the, I think she flipped them off. Mm-hmm. Like it was good. I was like, oh shit. I like this Layla Hirsch. And then she immediately went face. They changed mm-hmm. it, which is fine because she wasn't signed yet. It doesn't matter because it was on dark, but it was, it's good. And I'm excited for that. And I want that. And I want her in team Taz. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows how to take a little diminutive suplex expert and uh, do something with it, it's Taz. I think it would be yes. great. And I think the Britt Baker match showed that there is room for women in these factions. Um, mm-hmm. I want more of it. I want to see more interaction there. Me too. And it would, it will get women on TV more as well, Yes, which would be nice. Yes. You can mm-hmm. just have them come out and then just get involved and have the, the other woman on the other stable get involved. It's like, I don't know. Seems logical to me. Okay. So, Moving moving on, continuing in the women's division, we had Serena D versus Sky Blue. This was an awesome squash. Mm-hmm. This was so good. Deeb comes out and she just takes Sky to wrestling school. It was amazing. It was like she was working as the trainer still in the in the uh de- in developmental in <laughs> at WWE, just putting the putting the rookies to work. There's just nasty neck breakers in the ropes, um, gnarly moves, just targeting the head and neck of Sky, just working her over. This only lasted three minutes. It ended where she hit the deep talks, I think is what they call it now, which is cool, mm-hmm. before an absolutely disgusting serenity lock where they shot it from above, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And the when she hit it, I loved hearing the crowd just go, ooh. <laughs> like the crowd was into it and they were chanting mm-hmm. Deeb 
over and over in this match, which is awesome because oftentimes Serena Deeb hasn't gotten a reaction because mm-hmm. she's been off the air so much, which is just a plague of the women's division. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, one step in... forward, two steps back. Yeah, but... Deeb is my front runner for the women's Owen Cup. Oh right yes. Now. Oh yes. I would say she needs a belt or to challenge for a belt soon, but I don't know. They're both heels. Not that they're afraid of that, but Mm -hmm. if they ever wanted to turn Jade face, which I think they should. Yeah, I think she is a face or will be a face. I think they should make her a cool, like a badass face. If that makes sense, instead of a cool Mm -hmm. heel, make her a badass face. Mm -hmm. Um, then Deeb versus um, Jade Cargo would be a great match. Mm-hmm. And sure. ha- have Deeb help her through that match and then take the loss. And it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, actually, what were your thoughts of that match? It was pretty It was pretty short, but... I, I liked it. It's short. It's effective. It gets Deeb over more. That's why I think she's the front runner to uh, win the Owen Cup in my book. But I yes. liked it. I think, uh, oh, I keep thinking of that Owen Cup. It's got to be coming. Not... I got to start it soon because then the final supposed to take place at Revolution. Is Did it? I, say that? I don't know. I no, I, I think I think All Out. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's ways off. <laughs> so I guess the next, um, would that be the next uh, pay-per-view cycle? There's Revolution. Revolution, then All Out, I think. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but I'm guessing. They only have four. You'd think it'd be easy to remember, but it's not. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Revolution, Full Gear, uh, Casino. And we just recently had the Casino. I think? Yes. Because Hangman came Next one's came Double out. or Nothing. Okay, yeah. All right, that's the one. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have we have a backstage segment with uh, Ethan Page along with Scorpio Sky for Men of the Year, and Ethan Page says that and Dan Lambert's there as well. He doesn't say much. I liked that. Um, Ethan Page says that everyone scattered when Mox arrived, and for good reason. But Ethan Page is still here. He's not running. He said that since Mox has been gone, all ego's been. All he's been doing is taking wins, which is funny because he's been taking a few losses, but let's not talk about that. He has been in a few main event matches, though. Um, So he says that if uh, Mox is looking for a challenger uh, for his first match, Paige is right here. And right afterwards, they announced that we're getting Paige versus Moxley at a live Rampage, Mm -hmm. which is airing tomorrow. So that's exciting. That means that... that doesn't mean anything, but means that it should be a very good show, and yeah. it should be uh, should be a hot crowd, and Moxley's going to be there. That's going to be awesome. Hopefully, they'll put that on for the main event. Maybe they'll put it on first because that tends to be how they do things. But I was going to say they usually do Rampage kind of backwards, like the main yeah. events first because it's so on so late. I think they do that mm-hmm. to get people to watch and then stay. But do they stay? <laughs> like I would like them to experiment with it put the main event on last and see if people watch early and stay for the full hour. Yeah. 
to watch the main. The, the ratings have been going up for it, so maybe yeah, more, I more mean, people are watching. Yes, I mean, people are supposed to be staying home, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They could be able to with it getting even worse. So. Okay, uh, so. This next segment confused the hell out of me because I'm not good at all this, like, corporate talk. <laughs> this was strange and funny and infuriating. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I liked it or hated it. I found it funny, though. I didn't. I didn't dislike this segment the way I normally do with HFO segments, but here we had Hardy and he says that he's selling 50% of his shares in, uh, in the HFO stock to Andrade. And then he's got this whole roster behind him. And he says that he'll still be CEO and Andrade will be the president and Hardy will keep three members on the board and Andrade will have two. And now it's the H. AHFO, and they're going to try and be signing talent, and I don't really want that. I don't know mm-hmm. why they're doing that. It doesn't really make any sense. But you it know doesn't. eventually they're going to sign Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I think that's the main thing this is all leading to. But, <laughs> but why do you include Andrade in this? He doesn't need to be there. Yeah, I don't get it. But I did like the end where he wants his first acquisition to be that little kid that works for Mr. Sting Darby. Which is I just look hilarious to me. Yeah. Mr. Stink. It's hilarious to me that he thinks Darby's just a little kid. Oh. That's got to be the match at Revolution, right? Darby versus yeah. Andrade. Yeah. They got to get there somehow. Okay. How you know? <laughs> yeah. That was, God, <laughs> that's still one of the best promos ever. <laughs> <laughs> Darby doesn't work for Sting. They're friends. How do you know that? <laughs> Okay, how you know? <laughs> is, is that little that little kid who works with Mister Stink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking just the funniest thing. Like Andrade, you can't buy children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you know that? <laughs> Says who? Mm-hmm. Speaking of little kid Darby, this next match was a ton of fun. Yeah, it was. This was this was fun. This is uh. Darby got murdered right away. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they. they it looked like even as crazy as that spot looks, that one looked even crazier because it looked like one of the legs got caught on the rope before he hit the turnbuckle part. Ugh. So <laughs> yeah, so acclaims kills Darby before the for the bell even rings, and mm-hmm. I thought someone may come out to uh, replace him. I didn't know what was going to go on. I legit thought we we're going to get CM Punk and Sting makeup again. <laughs> I was like. Fucking Dan Housen gonna run out here. That'd like, be awesome. Like I didn't know what was gonna go on. But no, Sting says he's gonna go it alone. It's gonna be a handicap match. Sting versus the acclaimed. And immediately I was thinking back to was it a year ago, a year and a half ago at this time when we we're like, there's no way they're gonna put Sting in a match. Yeah, because any revolution match. Last year's when his first match back and that was a cinematic match, so everyone thought that's all he would ever do. And we were even worried about that. And mm-hmm. he said that he was hurting for a week afterwards. After the power bomb, yeah. And like and then he goes out there, he does a handicap match where he yeah. just <laughs> took fucking double team moves for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
because Darby wasn't there, so he just got double teamed. Yeah, he just he, got the shit kicked out. Of he him. took he did a stinger splash into an exposed turnbuckle. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this, wait, this, wait, it's wait, like, wait. This is the man that almost died from a buckle bomb, and he just yeah, did a stinger splash. Which into a on Rampage last week, they claimed to have that awesome video about how they're gonna buckle bomb Sting. Their rap this night was good as well. They had that. Yeah, he dropped Starcade ninety seven. Tony Schiavone said, I was there and I don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something about gory mutilation. I don't really get that reference. It's it... um, the, uh, do you see where WWE may try to make a jab at oh. the women's match from Rampage? Okay, That's what they okay, said. They okay, said okay, if yeah. you want to watch the gory mutilation stuff, you can watch that. Right, right, family right. Friday and... oh, yes, so. gore. Gory mutilation, which is like a one-inch uh, little cut on your forehead. Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe even less than that. Right, that's WWE only cares about blood when it's in blood money. Hi, oh, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The dumbest but, thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that references to. Because I forgot he said that. That's hilarious. Yeah, and, this match was tons of fun and. I just want to get to the end because what Sting does is insane. <laughs> oh, the uh, the car? No, 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 no. In the match. Oh, okay. At the end. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, I mean, everything was crazy in this. Like, Sting at one point is, uh, he's got a death lock on, uh, on, I don't know who it was, uh, on Caster, and Bowens just fucking hits him with a rolling elbow to the face to break it up and Sting just looks mm-hmm. at him and goes ah and no yeah. sells it and then he I love how they again. just look Sting like a big monster <laughs> no it's great it's how you have to do it because you have to keep his mystique mm-hmm. because he can't do crazy things in the ring um, Bowen's clock Sting with the boombox Sting's out there taking boombox shots then mm-hmm. Darby comes flying in angled shot in a way that Perfect. looks like he comes out from the crowd yeah. Like he was yeah, shot out of like, a cannon. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I don't if I was a wrestler, man, I'd just like Darby, come on, dude. I don't know if I want to take your suicide dive tonight. <laughs> yeah. This looks like it hurts me mm-hmm. more than it does you. Um, this was to prevent Sting from like taking a pile driver on the steel steps, which thank God they didn't try that. Um Acclaim hit the mic drop on Darby with and Sting's able to break up the pin. Sting hits a diving uh, splash onto Caster through a table. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. That was insane. I was like, come on, Steve, you're 63. And you're again, doing crazy shit like that. <laughs> every move he did, I just had to remember. I was like, we thought this man couldn't wrestle, and we were, uh, I was calling people out and calling them stupid for saying that they were going to make him wrestle. And now it's like, I don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah, I still remember be going after people in our the Facebook group we're in. I'm like, they're not going to have Sting wrestle. Come on, he's just out there to manage. <laughs> and nope, he's out there taking diving splashes through tables. But I will say, when he usually does wrestle, it's one of the more uh, fun matches on the card. So he still yes. got it. And then eventually, in this match, Caster got foisted by his own petard. He gets hit by the exposed turnbuckle, which they exposed. Darby hits the coffin drop for the win. Um, after the show, there's yeah. a tweet out there. After the show, uh, Stink and Darby got stuck in traffic. So they're still in 
They're still in the full like still ring in gear full and gimmick, face paint, which is so funny. <laughs> um, it's like they, they immediately left <laughs> right when the match they, was over. They see in the uh, the car stuck in front of them. The license plate says AE Dub. Yeah. So they jump out. They're like, "We're gonna go fuck with these guys in front of us." They both run out of the car. Sting and Darby run out of the car, run up to these guys' windows, and start knocking on their car and pointing. And their and Sting's doing the NWO like yeah. double point, which I love how much he loves that. And they're just yelling AE Dub, AE Dub, AE Dub. And the guys in the car are like, "Yo." Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Sting and Darby Allen? What the Sting hell? and Darby Allen are in the middle of the street. <laughs> Imagine Sting running up to your car and just doing the fucking NWO. I'd probably crap my pants when they first ran out. I'm like, who the, what the hell? Because they were in full face paint still and everything. I quote tweeted it. I just said, I would pass out. I would just straight up pass out. It's so funny. And then you can hear uh, Sting running through the street going, oh, woo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, what I the love fuck? That, I love that Sting just hanging out with all these younger wrestlers just makes him feel like a kid again or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. They must mm-hmm. feel incredible. So let's look at next week's episodes. We have Mox versus Ethan Page. That's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. This is on Rampage. So there are some good matches on Rampage this yeah. week, and it is a live crowd. So we have Mox versus Ethan Page. Yeah, you have to have Mox in front of a crowd, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they were able to plan this out <laughs> perfectly to have him out there. Because it, it's perfectly in front of the GCW show as well that he's booked for. So it's just, Yeah, I think uh, that's why they're doing it so quick, is they like, want to have his first match pick. It's such a perfect world because they would have had to have had this rampage um, announced ahead of time because they would have been already selling tickets. So for them to just have like the one live rampage just sitting there available for Mox's return is so serendipitous. It's such a coincidence. It was just sitting there for them to do this. Then we have Bucks versus Rapongi Vice, which is awesome that that's on rampage. We have Hook versus Serpentico, and Serpentico is just lighting Twitter up with just the funniest tweets. He's a very underrated Twitter follow. He's mm-hmm. very funny. I recommend it. Yeah. Like, uh, he quote tweeted the announcement of the match, and he said, They sent Hook. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> He's like, Wait, that's me. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then he looked up uh, the game, like, strategy of how to beat Hook in, like, a SNES game. <laughs> and he said, I found the strategy of how to beat Hook. Was it, like, Captain Hook or something? Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. He's very funny. Then we have Jade versus Anna Jay. Just going to be awesome to see Jade again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that match is good it doesn't have to be long so that's good because it's a stacked card and you don't want mox versus ethan page to get shortchanged or bucks versus rapongi vice Mm -hmm. so you know the hook match and the jade match are going to be short yeah 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 Yeah, you know hook hook matches are never too long oh yeah especially against serpentico that man doesn't wrestle long matches (laughs) (laughs) he wrestle he wrestles funny matches though this Mm -hmm. it will be funny then for Beach Break, and this is already a crazy stacked card. We have Cody versus Sammy in the ladder match. 
Orange Cassidy versus Cole in the Lights Out match. Jericho and Proud and Powerful versus Garcia in 2.0. And I'm actually really excited for that because of the story yeah. element in there. Um, this is one time I am actually excited to see Jericho in it because I want PNP to get to be mad at him and for something mm-hmm. to take place. Me too. And then we have Layla Hurst versus Red Velvet. And I think that can be a low-key sleeper banger of a match. That'd be really good. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be good. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about next week. That that card looks great. I actually mm-hmm. really, really liked last night's episode, which heading into it, I was like, this episode looks mid. I even texted you halfway through the week. I was like, there's no main event. Yeah. Like, there's nothing here on this card. Yeah. It looks very mid. And then they announced Mox was coming back. I was like, well, there it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's why. Yeah. I like this episode a lot, too. The only down for me was Archer versus Kazarian and I don't like saying that because I like both of them but it just didn't need to be. It also was a fill-in match which is, Mm -hmm. so I accept it being not being the greatest because it was probably quite last minute and these guys had to just throw something together. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. It was a serviceable match. It wasn't necessarily bad. It just... It was bad. It just was the low point. It was just just boring and it was cold and it was Mm -hmm. I don't know could have been better used getting other people on TV who are struggling to get on TV. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So also what... this weekend coming up, we got GCW, GCW, oh, Hammerstein ballroom. Yes. Hammerstein, unfortunately without Eddie Kingston. Yeah. It sucks. Cause he broke Cause his really orbital bone. Cause Joey Janela kicked him right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I really wanted to see AJ Gray versus Kingston. That match would have ruled. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, but. AJ will face somebody, I assume. He's got to. He's one of the yeah. top guys there. But this is it's cool. Like this is a big show for them in terms and they're on actual like pay per view, like so people with like cable and stuff could buy it, which is cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I might get it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I, Sunday so. though, which is it's kinda nuts. Like everyone's doing Sunday pay per views now and WWE's doing Saturday pay per views. It used to always be the other way, but now it yeah. seems like everyone flipped. I did buy Terminus last week. I watched that. I watched the replay yep. of it. It was good. Yeah, it was um, good. They had some production stuff, which were, which was, which wasn't awesome. However, I will cut them a lot of slack because they, they were like in a blizzard or something, right? It was in a blizzard, and it was funded. The whole thing was funded by, um, um, Jonathan Gresham and Baron Black. Oh, okay. So <laughs> they fucking <laughs> put their hearts, sweat, and tears into that. Yeah. And Baron Black put over Bandito, so. Not that he had to. Bandito's the star, but yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, they've announced the second one so already. Swerve cute. is in it, which is mm-hmm. exciting. Swerve yeah. for the House of Black. Swerve for the yeah, House of Black. Yeah. I want for this. That'd be cool. That'd be I cool. want Swerve. I told you. I sent you that video of their intro, where mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw Swerve was in Progress, and he came out with he and Sammy Callahan had a. Uh, had a tag team called JLW or JN. Anyways, it's what is what one of his moves is named after is is those mm-hmm. initials. Um, but yeah, they come out to hardcore music. He's jumping around. He's got a black bandana over his face. He's wearing a, like a black leather jacket. Like he comes out like a like a punk. Like yeah, Sammy Callahan. Just a very different persona that we're used to seeing him if you mm-hmm. only saw him in NXT or any of his other 
yeah. indie date. Well, I know where he on was Instagram shot see, Yeah, when he uh, he'll be on um, the heck is Malachi Black's clothing like black mask, black clothing mask or yes. something. Yeah, he'll he'll model shirts for him and stuff. And that heavy metal aesthetic really suits him. He looks cool as hell in it. So yeah, he's a uh, he's close with Malachi Black, so mm-hmm. it. It's very well within the realm of possibility that he could yeah. join him. That'd be really cool. So, Tony Khan, if you're listening, make it happen. And <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen, but I do like this. Um, Dan Housen was tweeting heavily about uh, people watching Brody King's first match in AEW mm-hmm. about them being very good friends mm-hmm. and uh, saying that they're very evil and he likes them. How funny would it be if he was with them? That'd be, it'd be hilarious, but I don't know if that's the, the story they're trying to tell. So I don't know. No, but it would be <laughs> so, so good. And it would turn the world on its head. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking... I mean, it'd be cool if they had like comic relief, but yeah. Like the one little sidekick guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the. Kind of like, um, do you remember the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie? Pee Wee Herman was one of the vampires. Kinda no, like I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of like He Man, you know the little wizard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Or like um, Power Rangers. Rita had those two little dudes that were comic relief bad guys. Not Goldar, but I don't even remember their names. Okay. Anyways. So what? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but I do like who? Who do you? Who do you think is going to be in the uh, the ladder match? Uh, Wardlow? Yes. Dante? Yes. Oh, shit. One of the men of the year. So, Ethan? Well, they actually were both in it last year, so maybe not them. Yeah, that's true. Because didn't Scorpio win it last year? And Ethan Page debuted in it. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Or is that the casino... Ladder match. I don't it know. One of them. You know, I don't know. There's so many different things they do like that. Uh, no, Ethan Page had already debuted by the time they did Double or Nothing, so it had to have been at that pay per view. Okay, where he debuted because remember they wrestled Sting and Sting jumped off the poker chips. Yes, at that show. Uh, Wardlow, Dante, say Leo Rush. Leo, say you're you're naming my exact guys. For this yeah i'm trying to just think who i want who i'd want to see in there um based off Sammy. of those guys i would love to have hobbs in there mm-hmm. love to have yeah hobbs i always like there. in ladder matches like multi-ladder matches when you have one big power guy that can just throw everyone around i'd hobbs say good. you mm. i guess you already have wardlow in there but wardlow and hobbs I think I, War, I think I Wardlow see, will be in there. Yeah, I want to see Wardlow and Hobbs run into each other a bunch more. They posted that picture. I guess the other day was Wardlow's birthday. Okay, and they posted a picture of them posing together, Wardlow and Hobbs, and I was like, "That's a lot of meat." It is. I, I, I don't know. That's all I can think of right now. Who to be? Yeah, at. I they, I could see Tony Nice being in there, hmm. and yeah. I don't know if they need Tony Nice to be in there, but I think it, it should be guys that haven't been necessarily used yet. So Lee mm-hmm. Moriarty could be in there. Lee Moriarty be good, yeah. Um, 
I, I would say not men of the year because they're already getting shots for the TNT title. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, I would. That's also, like their whole storyline is them not getting shots. That's why I would also I would also say Jay Lethal, but he already got one, so he shouldn't. Yeah, and it seems like he is going to go into a feud with Ricky Starks. So. Yeah, so he shouldn't get entered back in there. I would say Ricky mm-hmm. Starks could go into it, but he'll mm-hmm. probably. That's where I think Hobbs. I think I would like someone from Team Taz in there, so that's why I like Hobbs in there. Mm-hmm. Put and then, if they want to just throw in a random guy as a debut, but do I don't debut know. Keith Lee. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> because it's it uh, launches people towards the TNT title. I would mm-hmm. totally fine if it's a debut. Yeah, have Keith Lee debut, and then have Wardlow kind of. No, because Wardlow's gonna be a face soon after that. Never mind. Have somebody cost Keith Lee the match so he can just doesn't have to win it and he can go feud with someone else. But I just want to see Wardlow versus Keith Lee is what I was going to originally try to get at. Yeah, I would like them to have a very good, another very good ladder match. I think the one with Sammy will be very good, but I want, they haven't mastered the multi-man ladder match yet. Mm-mm. And I want them to. And yeah. the key to solving that would be to put Neil Rush in that match, please. Mm-hmm. Put Leo Rush in that match, and if there's a swan song for Joey Janela, if the, cool. if you're gonna give a swan song to my boy Joey Janela, I would love him to be the last guy in there, because I love Joey. Just just Me give too. give that to him. Yeah, I yeah, just think about like the first eight like few AW shows. There's always him, Darby Allen. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name because he's a fucker, the yes. goth guy that used to be in the company. And yeah, we usually know. and yeah, he, they'd he all be in named. like. Yeah, they'd always be in like crazy hardcore matches back in the early days of AEW, and it's cool. All right, I think that uh, that settles it for this week. Mm-hmm. We will see you guys later. Goodbye. Peace.